0: So today I want to talk about something that I know a lot of you guys struggle with, especially this time of year when we get overzealous and we try to just dive into big decluttering projects, and that is how do you see the progress when you're in the middle of decluttering? And so I want to talk about that a little bit. Now, I think that there are some misconceptions, first of all, like I think that people think that they're going to start seeing results a lot faster than really makes sense, especially if you've been collecting belongings for decades or just for many years. Um, So a lot of it depends on the state of your environment. But even so, you can expect that things are usually going to look worse before they look better. It's kind of like going through a skincare regimen, you know, they give you some kind of new treatment for your skin, because you're having a lot of breakouts. And they say, you're going to see all of that stuff come to the surface first, and you're going to have a couple of really bad weeks before things clear up and get better. And it's kind of the same thing when you're decluttering, because you're pulling things out from areas that maybe you haven't even reached and interacted with in a while. And usually it ends up being a lot more belongings than what we expected that it was going to be. But you know, one thing to always keep in mind is however many hours you put into the project, you're always that many hours further than you were before. So if you spend three hours decluttering, rest assured you're three hours further along than you were previously at very least. But I have seven ways that are going to help you to see that progress as you're going through the process of decluttering so that you don't feel discouraged and overwhelmed and so that you can see those little positive impacts that you're making throughout the process of decluttering. I don't want you to feel like I'm not making any impact at all. It looks exactly the same or worse than whenever I started. So this isn't working. Um, So following these seven steps will help you to actually visually see more of the progress that you're making. Now, if you end up enjoying this video and you feel like you get some good nuggets out of it, be sure to give me a thumbs up. That helps my channel and it also lets me know that you enjoy this kind of content. So let's go ahead and dive in. Number one is to start with the end in mind. I think that this rule of thumb is really great for any goal that you're trying to achieve, but it's also true for decluttering your space. So ways that you could incorporate starting with the end in mind is to start by planning for your spaces. I like to call this planning your spatial constraints. So that means that the shelves that you're going to put such and such type of item on, the drawers that you're gonna put this category of items inside of, like decide what you want to do with the space Space that you have available before you dive into decluttering. That way, you know what the plan is going to be, what's going to fit in those spaces, where things need to go, and you can kind of operate backwards and work accordingly. This also means that you can have boxes and bags for where things are going to go during the process. So, if you're working with the end in mind, then you want to have probably a donation box so that as you're decluttering things, you have a spot to put those items and they're not just shoved on the floor somewhere. Um, You know, maybe if you know you're going to have a lot of electronics and cords, then you also have an electronics bag. I've said before, I keep an electronics bag in my closet to put extra cords that stop working or devices that we're no longer using. And then when that bag gets full, I take it over to Best Buy or Goodwill because they both have electronic recycling programs. So, you know, having all of that separation ready and the bags or boxes ready to go, can really help you to save time during the process, and it's going to make it look like you're making more progress because all of the things that you're decluttering aren't now just sitting in a pile somewhere else. Number two is kind of a neat trick, and it's funny that it works, but that is to take a picture before and after each session of decluttering, especially before you begin the project and after you've completed the project. But really, it can be helpful to do each step of the process so that you can actually see visibly the proof of what you've done in case you forgot. It's interesting that this works, but I've seen it work time and time again that people don't even realize how much clutter they have in their space until they take a picture of it. Our brain's job is to prioritize where our attention and our focus goes. So things that are always there, that are always in the background, on the walls, on the floors, eventually you'll stop seeing them. You'll stop noticing and seeing those things unless somebody points it out or unless you see it in a visual picture. You could walk into somebody else's space and see all kinds of clutter and boxes and pieces of items that they don't even recognize as being there anymore just because their brain has shut off the recognition of those items. So it can really be beneficial in an interesting way to just snap a picture even using your cell phone before and after each project. And I bet that you're gonna see some major results that maybe you wouldn't have even noticed. Number three is to clear the surfaces before and after. Um, Nothing can be more discouraging than to come in and clean out the backs of closets that were full of stuff and clean out drawers that were just jumbled full of random stuff. And then you've decluttered it, the drawers and closets look fine, but now all of your surfaces are holding random things and you walk in the room and you think, Again, this looks worse than before I started. So be sure to do just a quick clean off of all of the surfaces. I like to do it before and after because when you do it before, then you have just a flat surface, a clean space to work with. And then of course, after to bring things back to neutral, I recommend it twice inside of my video and blog post on 10 steps to declutter your room. The first step is to make your bed. And the last step is to remake your bed, to tidy your bed. You know, starting out with that flat surface and then also coming back and ending with the flat surface. And again, this is where having that box and that bag of where things are supposed to go afterwards can come in handy. But if there are things that you're not donating that just need to go to other areas of the home, it can be a really good idea to also carry around a box or a laundry hamper and just collect all of those things inside of the hamper. And then once you're done with a project or the next day, whenever you feel like it, go around with that and actually put things back where they belong. Number four is to start with the eye catchers. This can really be impactful because if you're going to spend tons of time working on decluttering and organizing a space and it's a space that you're never really going to get to see or interact with, you're probably going to feel a little bit disappointed after the fact. So starting with a couple of the eye catchers, even if it's just on the superficial level of decluttering at the very very beginning and then you go into the deeper areas it can make a difference it can help keep the momentum and keep the positivity in the process going actually recently decluttered a friend of mine's house and she's been sick and things had gotten really out of control there were many many cluttered cabinets and drawers and just stuff all over the countertop and i didn't clean the entire area because it was a lot of <laughs> it was a lot of cabinets and drawers but what i did do was i cleared off the Counter surface, which was a large island. So I made sure that the large island was cleared off and looked nice. And then I cleaned out a couple of the cabinets and drawers. So the cabinets that I chose to clear out were the ones with glasses, right? So the one that had all of the drinking glasses and mugs for coffee and all of that stuff, the things that people are going to wake up and probably go straight to this cabinet. I know I do. Uh, or throughout the day, people are going to use this cabinet. I started there because. I knew that that was the area where people were going to see the most effects, the most benefits. Um, the silverware drawer was another one that I decluttered and made it you know, look a little more orderly and nice and had places for things and all of that good stuff because again, that's an area where people are gonna frequently go and reach for things. So when you can do those quick eye-catching areas, you'll start to feel more accomplished and feel like you're doing a little more. Even if you have more things to declutter that are behind the scenes, At least starting with the eye-catchers can be a good idea. Number five is to focus on the sorting. Now, I've created a video called The Only Two Ways to Minimize. You can check that one out right here. And essentially, it's about choosing to go through the clutter one at a time versus choosing to select the things that you wanna keep and then scoop up the rest, which is by far my favorite and the one that I recommend you do. When I say start with sorting, start by selecting. I can't say this enough, I mention it all the time, because I really do feel like it's the easiest and the most impactful way to see results. Remove everything and then select the things that belong there and put them back. Super simple. All the things that you removed can then go into one of your boxes, either your box of things that you're going to put in different places throughout the house or your box that you're gonna donate or recycle or whatever. Um, But the important thing is you're removing everything and the only things that are going back in are the things that you've selected to keep. Number six is to clean the foundation as you go. If I'm gonna invest time in decluttering an entire cabinet or an entire drawer, I'm gonna wipe down the cabinet and drawer in the process. Why not? That's the best time to do it. And usually you'll see that crumbs or debris or even like liquid things, sticky stuff might be at the bottom of some of those surfaces. So it's really the best time to do it. Afterwards, you'll see more progress if things are clean as you're decluttering them. I did this when I was decluttering my friend's face, removed all of the glasses out of the glass cupboard and wiped down the shelves. I even got up on the counter and wiped down the top shelf that nobody ever really gets to, selected the glasses that were gonna be kept, not the plastic ones from convenience stores and all of that good stuff, then I put those back in an organized fashion, that was it. And number seven is to be intentional about your selling. If you have things that aren't really super valuable that you're not going to get a lot of money for anyway, maybe forego selling altogether because you'll see more progress when you're more quickly able to get the clutter out the door and sometimes the selling process can take a little bit of time for people to show interest and for you to post them online and then for you to lower the prices and sometimes it can take so long that you forget to get rid of the clutter at all so then you're really not seeing the progress. Use selling sparingly, you know, make sure that you're doing it for things that are worth selling. And that will definitely help you to see a little bit more progress in the act of getting things out the door. Remember, baby steps will still get you to the end result. Do not discount the power of taking small, consistent steps. Consistency is more powerful than any big, overzealous project you could possibly plan. Just staying consistent with something, you will see the results. But these seven steps were just ways to see them a little bit quicker during the process.